Hey. 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 Oh, we got a cat in your room. Oh, <laughs> Sid, you little devil. Okay, I'm gonna, what's that thing the Christians do? Kill Jesus. Exorcism. Oh. <laughs> mm. Hello, Michael. How are you? Mm, I am. How's your psychiatrist? My therapist. Sure. Could you guys, can you guys like hear me talking to her? A little bit. I heard enough to know that you're talking in some context that I should not hang out in the kitchen. Oh, interesting. How am I? You How am I? You ask. You dare to ask me. I dare. I had a surreal Rhode Island experience. Even though I actually played for a little outdoor gig in a park in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Tell the gays about it. It was like a normal city park. Mm -hmm. Sparsely populated on a hot, hot, a hot Corona day. Mm -hmm. And some undisclosed nonprofit was like, oh, I know what this community needs. Some music mm -hmm. in the park. <laughs> some music that'll fix all the problems right now. And also free meals for children who show up to the music. That was the gimmick. Right. No children showed up. Two homeless people showed up. <laughs> they didn't stay for the concert. They were telling us about their lives, you know. Right. Their yeah. lives are not good. Not good. <laughs> then, yes. like, two elderly Karens show up, <laughs> right, wearing sun hats. Grand Karens. Grand Karens. Standing at an angle at a distance and mm -hmm. like, watching and smiling and like, oh, we, we play the music that I play, you know, Irish, French, Canadian fiddle music. I'm on guitar and my fiddler's right. on Contra fiddler. dance music. Yeah, so... I'm in this park, right? Mm -hmm. This post-industrial corona hot day wasteland. Right. I got a homeless couple who just had all of their possessions stolen that they were telling us about. Mm-hmm. And two Grand Karens. Right. And we're there. Lurking in the distance. Lurking in the distance. An ominous symbol. And we're there. Right. Just like fucking, two schmucks. Just playing music. Just playing music. Oh, it's just you and the other person. Just you and the fiddle player. That was it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's insane, Michael. It is insane. Okay, I think I swiped right on a patron, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's one of the many benefits you could get. We'll swipe right on you. I mean, I won't swipe right because I'm a monogamous woman of God, but Michael being the slattern of this show that he is. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Seeing a little projection happening here. Ah. <sighs> Me project? I would never. Oh, yeah. It's like a 90s classroom. You're the biggest projector I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Overheads. Those things are fun. I like the transparencies. Yeah, I love it. I think it's like much more fun to be around than like a digital projector. There's something kind of soothing about it. It's very tactile. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's me. That's the day in day in a life. How about you, Hava? How am I? Well, as you know, I'm contractually obligated to say Baruch Hashem. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> That's right. Both my contract with this show and also the Jewish contract with God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just got some really good news, actually, which is that a local synagogue wants to book me to teach two classes in the fall, oh. which I'm really excited for because I was going to teach a class for them in the spring, but then my health wasn't doing so well and pandemic was really overwhelming and I sort of dropped the ball. I thought that was going to be the end of it. But then they were like, hey, we couldn't help but noticing that you're like hot and brilliant. Do you want to come teach more classes? <laughs> I'm like, yes. 
Wow. They're so perceptive. Wow. I know. So I got that good news. So that's really good. Wait, what are the classes about? What are you going to teach? Oh, them? I think I'm going to teach another Olive Bet class. And then I think I might be helping them develop a Mishnah class for the fall. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I don't want to say too much. Might be proprietary, but. Um, Mishnah. You heard it here recently. <laughs> and you'll hear it here again, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. And I have a really cool class on Binyans, which are a Hebrew grammar thing coming up later this month. And how else am I? I'm good. I'm loving myself, you know, today. Feeling a lot of self-love. Really loving animals. That's been a big theme of my day, just like noticing how cute the cats are that we live with and uh, how cute the dog is that comes over sometimes. Animals are so pure and good. They make my gratitude list like every day. Yeah, we have someone in our bubble who, who comes over with their dog. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's so good. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, and it's my birthday tomorrow. Fuck, it's Hoffa's birthday. What am I doing for Hoffa's birthday? I'm going to ask you to get me some sushi. That's perfect. Yeah. it's I've actually had this soft place for you to land on my birthday planned the entire oh, time. Thank God, because uh, I'm trying to surround myself with soft places to land. Right, like pillows of sushi rice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have like a little socially distanced birthday thing where like one friend will come over at a time throughout the day. I've had sort of like a cursed history of birthdays. I've been broken up with twice on my birthday. And I also decided to divorce my ex like a week before my birthday last year. So I'm trying to break a trend here, God willing. So you're going to sit court outside the apartment. Yes, although I'm realizing now that it's very hot. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that because it's pretty unpleasant to hang out outside right now. Hmm. Well, we'll brainstorm. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, because like that's probably the most exciting thing that I'm going to do this week. Hold court like and meet right. all your friends. Right. <laughs> right. This will be a big opportunity for you. Yeah, this is going to be my like debutante ball. I know. I've been taking you around town. Showing you off to the locals. I've been batting my eyelids. <laughs> yeah. Got that first that phrase is so much grosser for some reason than batting your eyelashes. Is it because I yeah, oh oh you're right, it's lashes. <laughs> I know. I thought you were intentionally being weird about it. Oh no, it. no, that was totally unintentionally creepy. Wow. Yeah, wow. Congratulations. Oh, and also I do Dafyomi and we just finished reading Masechet Shabbat like a couple days ago. So mm -hmm. every day is just an ever You're saying like every day is a winding road. Yeah, I'm saying that... You're trying um, to get a little bit closer. Yeah, I don't know what you're quoting right now. Every day is a winding road. Oh, definitely put that in the podcast. Anytime one of us sings, it's mandatory. <laughs> Do you know the song? In the, no, I have no idea. I want to get a little bit closer. You don't mm -mm. know the reference? No. Oh my God. You never know any cultural references, so you're not allowed to be surprised. All right, fine. I'm really excited for our interview that we're going to do on our episode. Another interview podcast. We are welcoming back to the show our dear friend and queen of Queer Talmud, mm -hmm. Binya Koatz. Yep. My friend and yours. Three sluts, one pod. Three sluts, one God. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah, that's right. Did rhyme with pod. I know. Something to think about. So, yeah, we're going to slut it up for you. Slutting it up on a Talmud talk show. <laughs> this is going to be a very musical episode. <laughs> I'm just, feel, just feeling very... I'm just feeling it. It's going to be very silly. Very, yeah. very silly. Oh, my gosh. There's been this article that The Forward wrote that's so annoying. That's about 
how Kamala Harris's dad is Jewish. He's a... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, and people, it's just like fucking... The Jews cannot resist. Like, any time there's a Jew even somewhat close to fame, they're like, we gotta write an article about it, you guys. Like, an irresistible biological urge arises in every Jewish press outlet, and they're like, the secret Jewish history of... It's real annoying. It's real cringe-inducing. So, welcome to the secret Jewish history of the Talmud. Okay, this is our incredible, steamy, sexy, queer Talmud interview with the illustrious Binya Koatz, mm. friend of the show, friend of God. I can't hear the ringing, which I feel... Oh, no, I can. Great. Baruch Hashem. Hello. Shalom, Chamudi. Shalom, Chamudi, Chamudi. I introduce you as the illustrious Binya Koatz, friend of the show, friend of God. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show, friend of God. Yeah, I mean, facts don't lie. I think me and Hashem are more like friends with benefits. And also friends with consequences. Friends with benefits and liabilities. Welcome to the show, Binya. Welcome to the show, Binya. Great to have you back. How are you? You look beautiful. Thank you so much. Are we recording? We are recording. We are. We are. You're live. Amazing. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure people knew you thought it was pretty. <laughs> I actually don't do anything if it's not being recorded anymore. <laughs> if it's not going to become marketable content, then what's the fucking point? I just got a bunch of soil today. There's this really incredible butch out in North Oakland who is a microgreens farmer. When they are done with the soil for each of their microgreens, which means it's like very lightly used soil, mm-hmm. they just have it for free and I just grab it from them. And I just have a bunch of soil. So if any of your listeners also just like want some gay soil that was from a microgreening <laughs> bush in Oakland and then picked up by a trans femme, I feel like there's some magic there and you can grow some things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with every gay who has the soil, it becomes more powerful, you know, like with uh, each yeah. g- chain in the gay lineage. This is very similar to the like Talmudic kind of magic recipes where it's like, get a butch to give you the soil. <laughs> <laughs> the soil of a, the seventh generation of microgreens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and the butch should be from, you know, Utah, which mine is fresh out of Utah. Right. A kosher um, Utahian butch. <laughs> Utahian butch. Ugh, Utahian. Uh, amazing. I understand that you have brought for our gays, both for our gays, for us to see, and for our gays, for our homosexuals who belong to our fandom. You've brought before us some queer Talmud about Rabbi Yochanan, who we talked about last week. So we're continuing our series on this faggot. Yeah, I'm mainly here to plug the soil, but I also have some Talmud if y'all want that as well. Yeah, we'll fill the hole later with soil. Okay, great. Yeah, should we jump into the gay Talmud? Yeah. Dazzle us. Dazzle us. Dazzle the listeners with your words of wisdom, Binya. I'm going to read just one section from Bava Matsya 84a, which is the trans-feminine Dasa the Talmud. Here it goes. So, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ana istere misapre Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yochanan said, I alone remain of the beautiful people of Jerusalem. <laughs> 
רבותיי, מאן דבאי מחזי סופריה סופרי דרבי יוחנן. One who wishes to see the beauty of רבי יוחנן, נייטי כיסי בכספי מבי סלאקי בנמלי פרצידי דרומנה סומקה בנהדרלי כלילה דברדה סומקה לפומי ונוטבי בין שמשה לטולה ההוא דוחררי מעין סופרי דרבי יוחנן. So that's the rest of it. You heard the word סומקה a couple of times, which is one of my favorite Talmud words. It means red. So here's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that one who wishes to see the beauty of Rabbi Yochanan should bring a new and shiny silver goblet from the smithy and fill it with סומקה, with red pomegranate, and place a diadem of סומקה, red roses, upon the list of the goblet and position that goblet between the sunlight and the shade. So we've got a goblet fresh out of the smithy filled with red pomegranate seeds with the red roses around the lip of it sitting in between the sunlight and the shade. Gamara says that that luster is just a semblance of Rabbi Yochanan's beauty. Whoa. That's the piece of Talmud I wanted to bring in for today. Iconic. I've never thought of this before, but this is like a magic spell. This is like a magic spell to summon Rabbi Yochanan's, the spirit of Rabbi Yochanan's beauty. I once was teaching a class on this and had like this kind of situation set up. I had like a silver goblet with like <laughs> red pomegranate seeds. Somebody came in and said, is this going to be like a super witchy thing? <laughs> and I was like, it's like about Talmud. It's like still text study, whatever. And they were like, no, nah, this is too witchy for me. And they left the classroom. <laughs> so, yes. Whoa. Yeah, it is a magic spell. So. Wow. <laughs> so that's how beautiful Rabbi Yohanan was. Yeah, that's how beautiful she was. The burning question that I'm wondering, and I know all of our listeners are wondering, how is this gay? And if it's not gay, how can we make it gay? Or how have you made it gay? I mean, this is pretty gay. Oh, Michael, what do you think is gay about this? Any description about the beauty of a man yep. is gay as fuck. Just like, it doesn't matter who does it, who says it, it's gay. It just is gay. Yeah. It reminds me of Tom of Finland, you know? It reminds me of that kind of like, oh, I'm going to put a man on a pedestal, and he's so beautiful, like, oh my God, look at his clenched marble butt, you know? <laughs> it, it's very in line with all art that glamorizes male beauty. It just feels gay. Yeah, Rashi, Rashi hopped in to say that Rabbi Yochanan had a marble butt <laughs> a little later. I want to talk about why this specific description is gay. Two quick side notes, like little pieces I want to bring in without like reading out the full Talmud. You've mentioned any description of a man is gay. Mm -hmm. It's really funny because one of the things that happens right after this is that the Talmud goes, if Rabbi Yochanan is so beautiful, why wasn't she on our list of beautiful men? And then they quote a list of beautiful men that they have just <laughs> lying around the what? And that and that said like the Talmud goes like, but it says that Rab Kahana is beautiful like Rabbahu, who's beautiful like Jacob, who's beautiful like Adam, the first man. And yet Rabbi Yochanan is not on that list of beautiful men. And then the explanation is, oh, that's not a kasher. That's not a hard thing. It's because Rabbi Yochanan didn't have a beard. And so he couldn't be on the list. What? And they have a euphemism for beard, which is beauty of faith. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. 
Wow. So, so if you're looking for men to be described as beautiful, they have a list in the Talmud. It's like the top 10 bachelors of Yavna. Yeah, exactly. GQ stole it from Baba <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's pretty gay. Hey, guys, let's just like get together and like hang out. Just us bros, you know. And figure out which one of us is prettiest. And figure out which one of us is like super hot. Let's just look at each other's bodies together. <laughs> Just for our wives, though, we have to figure out. Yeah, no, no homo. No, no homo. There's no definitely homo. no homo. This is here. all for the Torah. It's all for the Torah. The Rashi on this is no homo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then the one other small thing I wanted to bring in, literally Rabbi Yochanan is confused for a woman slash recognized as a woman. And a little bit earlier on the DAF, where their study partner, Reish Lakish, study partner slash lover. And you know this story, right, Chavo? Yeah, I think so. Is it going to be the swimming one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah classic i love this story is it lakish or yochanan who's in the pool who's in the water yochanan's in the river yochanan's in the river and Raish lakish who at this point as far as i know is still sort of like you know he's the butch of the couple he's like a fucking i don't know conventional sort of like macho jewish dude I think a thief up until this point is his primary occupation. Yeah, he was he was a, he was just a bandit walking around. Right. An ass wrong. bandit. <laughs> An ass bandit. <laughs> yeah. uh, bracket ass. Ass bandit. bandit. <laughs> ass it. Ass it. Uh, he was a bandit of Hamor. Um, <laughs> so he comes upon Reb Yochanan, this sort of elegant trans femme beauty bathing in the pool and it's just like, wow. I think he says your beauty is meant for women. Yeah, so he takes off his clothes. <laughs> First. Puts his spear in the ground, uses the spear to catapult himself into the river. And Whoa. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a fucking like, cartoon, like the dog sees the cat, or like the, the Pepe Le Pew. Right, that like eyes, yeah. uh, the heart is coming out of his chest. Exactly. Uh, oh, like, God. The heart like comes oh out God. of Exactly, the heart like comes out on his tongue and rolls out. Yeah. All, like the tongue yeah. rolls out all the way to the river, and he walks on his tongue or whatever. Uh-huh. And Rabbi Yochanan uh, looks at this hot ass bandit stud and says, "Damn boy, you uh, you just hopped that river. Your strength is fit for Torah. It's like should be for Torah, right?" And then <sighs> Reish Lakish responds and says, "Your beauty is for women. Like is fit for women." And then Rabbi Yochanan says, "If you like my beauty, my sister's even more beautiful than me. Why don't you marry her and be my chavruta?" And then what? Um, <laughs> and then and then Reish Lakish accepts the offer and then wants to go back to get his clothes but can't because his strength has been weakened because he's now a Torah scholar and no longer <laughs> strong. Rabbi Yochanan turned him gay and he no longer has his large butch powers. Wow. So I can confirm that's how it works. <laughs> we just threw out a whole ass-damn-it load of content about how gay this is. And I would right. love to like start drashing on it. But like even that's like the tip. There's like even so much more inside just this one doc. I don't think it's on this doc, but I was just reading a story this morning about Rab Eliezer. He's in his house mourning and Rab Yochanan comes over and he's like, why are you so sad? Are you sad because... You don't have any food? And he's like, no. He's like, are you sad because you don't have any children? He's like, no. He's like, oh, why are you sad? And he's like, 
I'm just weeping for your beauty, which one day will be lost from this world. (laughs) (laughs) That is the gayest thing ever. pretty fucking gay. I know. It's truly incredible. Like, he is just sitting there yearning, just thinking about, like, you're so beautiful, but one day you're gonna not exist. Oh, my God. I love that. Wow. 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 Okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about the description of Rabbi Yochanan that we talked about at first. Maybe, Mike, like, I, I just kind of want to hear, like, a lot was thrown. You've never heard <laughs> any of it before. Oh, like, yeah. Like, what's standing out? We got the pomegranate seeds in the golden, uh, sorry, in the silver, the freshly smithied silvered cup, half in the shade, half not in the shade. Also, rose petals around the lid, right? Mm-hmm. Is there honey on top, too, or no honey? I don't That's know. That's your drosh. Because how do the rose petals stick, you know? Yeah, I mean, you've stick? done this practically. How did you get the rose petals to stick? I interpreted lip as like saucer, like around the base. Oh. Like, I don't know how you have. Some people put the rose petals on the head and some people put them on the base. It's really just your Depends preference. how big your lips are, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that his sister was actually just like him and like in full fem mode. He was like, if you think hot, you should marry my sister. I'll go home and get her now. And it's sort of like a changing in the closet situation. He's like, ooh, Rish Lakish. I love that so much. Yeah, I mean, it was totally, we're talking like, (laughs) Rabbi Yochanan didn't have a beard because his sister was his beard Um, (laughs) or or whatever. (laughs) I guess it's not his beard, it's his partner's beard. Right. Um, But yeah, they totally were fucking, like, uh, that was totally cover for them to be shopping all the time. Yeah, it's so gay up and down. But yes, so this description is like the first thing I ever learned. I then learned like about the like diving into the river incident and everything like that but like the first thing i ever learned on this stuff that was pointed out to me was this like description and this yes as a description of a quote unquote man is so incredibly gay and trans and gender filled i've learned a lot i've taught like or like had groups of peers studying this text a couple of times and i've learned a lot from what like people have seen but like the fact that pomegranate seeds are a sign of like womb and like abundance and seed you know literal like valentine's day string of rose petals that's around the fact that it's like like it's not just any silver goblet it's like fresh from the smith and like still warm in your hand fresh from the srs just like (laughs) right off the Right. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I can tell you a fresh from the smithy neo-vagina uh, is not as charming as a freshly burnished silver goblet. I'll tell you right. I'll tell you that right fucking now. But that's, that was the miracle of Rabbi Yochanan, you know? <laughs> the miracle of Rabbi Yochanan is it was said. She like, right. came right it out was, of, It yeah. was camera ready on day one <laughs> yeah i believe um, i believe anything is possible through him just like the amazing non-binary and like transness of like Shmasha, like Metula. it's like between the sun and the shade it like just puts it in like a trans place it's like literally like this this gorgeous femininity is like in this in between spot and that's where it's like most lustrous and most gorgeous all these details that the rabbis like literally put in and I imagine this is just the notes, right? 
right? Like Talmud is just notes. Like it's the, mm-hmm. it's like what made it across. I could imagine that they were like going off on this bitch for like, you know, <laughs> like nights at a time, just like every, and her hair is this and her nails are this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. A whole song of songs just about Rabbi Yochanan. It's half in the shade, half in the sun. It's like they like that ephemeral quality about Yohanan. I think they like the transness. They're actually they're they're hot for the crossing. Right. They're right. hot for it. Okay, so now we know from this Talmudic passage that we have a rabbi Talmud scholar ancestor who was a trans woman and not only was she she wasn't like accepted, like she was queen bitch. Like right. everyone was just like, "Oh my gosh." Have you seen Rabbi Yochanan today? She's like so pretty. Yeah, and it almost makes me think like she didn't have to pass to be considered like this gorgeous. They loved her because she was Bain Shmasha Latula and like just love her transness. And, and that was like part of her gorgeousness. And I I especially love that. I, I think that trans women are women and that taking away all the different types of women is, is not the way to find the deepest beauty and to have the healthiest society and have the like healthiest and most beautiful and loving world like trans women are women and are like beautiful in their transness and like don't have to be up to the standards and like measuring sticks or whatever they have of like cis womanhood it's like just a different way of being a woman and it's gorgeous and i think that like we see that like ancestral trans woman love here which is just like I love all these like gorgeous feminine qualities and I love that it's being Shmasha Latula. And then what the real mic drop at the end of this is that it does all of that and then it says somebody who did this, like this is, they tell you to do this, right? Like you saw that as an incantation. Right. They're, they're like, this isn't, it's not like think about this. It's like one who wishes to see the gorgeousness of Rabbi Yochanan should do this, should take all these things and say Beetlejuice three times in the mirror. <laughs> and then it says, and if they did this, that luster, that zahar, that like illumination would only be a semblance, a ma'ayin, like a semblance of Rabbi Yochanan's beauty. And so like this wild, you know, gushing love fest for her is like only the tip of the iceberg with this with this hoe. So yeah. Big gay transfem vibes on Rebio. Wow. Iconic. Wow. That's pretty gay. Pretty gay. Can't yeah. be denied. Can't be denied. Listeners, if you disagree. Shut the fuck up, honestly. Get real. Get real, listeners. I have had this experience in online Talmud communities where stuff that is obviously this gay, like people make it seem like we, the queers of the Talmud world, are really like doing all these acrobatics to make Talmud gay. But it's really like they will jump through any hoop to deny that it was gay. You know, like people who don't want to see the queerness in the Talmud, like they will go to any lengths to make it not the homoerotic work of literature that it obviously is. People read Song of Songs and are like, this is about religious relationship between people of Israel and God. And they're right. like, when in Song of Songs, she says, drip honey on my tit and loop it off so that I can <laughs> rub my gush juice, my, my, my wet ass pussy, all on your, like, you know, your hot abs. They're like, those hot abs are the Ten Commandments and <laughs> her nipples is Mount Sinai and, and the honey is the word of 
Torah, they will hop through any hoop to try and take it away. But I think it, what's really amazing and what shows us how powerfully gay our ancestors were is that, like, despite all that, this stuff made it through. My teacher, Rabbi Jost, um, Magid Jost Singer in, in the Bay, like, you know, talked about that. It's like, I don't know who did it or what, which dick they had to suck, or what <laughs> thing they had to do. But, like, this made it in. They have to jump through hoops to try and silence it. Or in, like, the really gross way, I've actually heard a lot of people, like, have learned this, like, as a joke, which I think is, like, um, a very common experience that a lot of trans girls have. It's, like, our first encounter with trans womanhood is through us being used as a joke and through humor. I know that was me mm-hmm. really up until, like college what you could even describe as trans womanhood but was way what was you know any cross-dressing man any whatever that they would put on everything was a joke people have like read this like haha isn't it funny like a rabbi was confused for a woman they can try to explain it away they can try to like use it as humor like our beautiful people of trans girls have, have so often suffered under but it made it through and that's like some gay ass ancestor shit some gay ass god shit and to me it just shows like how fucking gay we were, are, and have been. Because like, if this is the stuff that made it through, these are the notes, the scribble <laughs> on how gay. Like, like that means like there's so much more that like we've yet to uncover, to re remember, to like to like add in ourselves. What is what is all the smut that we have missed right. out on that has been lost to the sands of time, listeners? Think about that. The smut that has been lost to the sands of time. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this is the rabbis being horny on Maine. We don't even know what they were doing on their alt accounts, on oh, their finstas. <laughs> oh, on yeah. Their yeah, this is like a sexy, sexy tweet put into a time capsule and sent to us from thousands of years exactly. in the past. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what was going on in the fishna. <laughs> <laughs> the falmud. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and the amazing thing is that's like a, a third of the trans content on this page maybe a <laughs> it's like it's so wild I, they just shoved it all in it's like this is Baba Messia 84A is the gayberhood of the Dalmut like, oh, wow. it's like you know there's gay shit throughout but like it's the Castro it's before <laughs> everything bad that happened again San Francisco you know that's good we'll have we'll have you back on the show to do more Baba Messia 84A Baba Metzia. 84, 84 gay. 84 gay. That is the source. Yeah, read it over and over again. That is the blueprint. Binya, it has been a pleasure, an honor, a thrill to have you on the show. I, I would agree with all of those words, yeah. Right? That was very... I know. She's incredible. I'm honored to call her my chavruta. I just going to suggest that you could do a section on how beautiful being it is, and you could, even after I hang up, you could do, like, like the Rabbi Yochanan S description. If one wanted to experience Benya's beauty, let's do this right now. Michael, what would we, <laughs> what spell would we cast to experience Benya's beauty? beauty first thing in the morning as soon as the liquor store opens <laughs> you walk in right and you got to get the tequila that was just most recently stocked the silver patron right there it was just put on the shelf recently and it needs to have been put on the shelf by like a kind of a a stocky dour-faced gentleman and then you t- you take the bottle and you bring it it's over a glass okay. bottle. It's a glow yeah. the glass bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first thing you do is remove the plastic liner that that connects the cork 
to the glass. So you get rid right. of that. Just as our world is connected to Hashem. You circumcise the bottle. <laughs> and then you take this bottle of Patron and you have to put it someplace like especially gay. <laughs> in right. the bushes in a park. Well, no, you go to a public park. You go to a public park. And you get you find the another gay. Corner. You get a gay to pose in the shade of an oak tree, naked, okay. face okay. down, ass up, and then you put the bottle of Patron on the the ass, which is up towards the heavens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it should be. As it should be. And then you drizzle both the ass and the Patron bottle with honey. And then you take a pomegranate, the first pomegranate of the season in your yeah. hands, and you right. rip it open over yeah. this okay. whole scene and let the juices drip down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you pour the Patron down their back and you do a body shot of all of this in the hollow of their neck. And the taste of that sacred body shot is like just a little bit, just like... It's a simulacrum. A Rashimu, just like the fragrance of Binya's beauty. Yeah. Wow, of Benia's bussy. Of Benia's bussy, which is the source of her beauty. Exactly. Listeners, if you are patron number 75, we will do a similarly themed erotic description of you. Oh, yeah, that's a great perk. Patron number 75, we will custom craft a spell to get a waft of your beauty. Yes, there you go. Do you want to tell our listeners where to find you online? Yeah, I have my own brand of uh, Bussy Tequila <laughs> called Convenience <laughs> Bush Shot. It's uh, definitely not top shelf, but you'll find it in at least some liquor stores. I have my own little gay site, which is myname.com, and there's some writings on it, which you can check out and subscribe to get some of my poetry. I'll put a link in the description. Everything else I do with, do with Chava, she only lets me a little bit off the leash. <laughs> you can come to our Shalmala stuff. And yeah, yeah. great. Okay. Well, listeners, go to Binya's website. You can find me on Twitter at Hi, how are you? You can find Michael on Twitter at Miss underscore figured. Join our Patreon and call the Talmud hotline. I'll put the number in the description. Listeners, may each and every one of you see a silver chalice fresh from the smithy, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or equivalent this week. I love each and every one of you, and I'll talk to you next week. Shavuotov. Shavuotov, bitches. Oh, cute. Okay, don't hang up yet. I'm not going to hang up. Okay. Okay.